Hi folks, Tris here, sneaking in just before the episode. Please stick around for my season wrap-up after the special teaser. I've got lots to talk about, including a free gift for each and everyone who has subscribed on Patreon by the start of Season 12. Keep listening at the end for more details. Okay, bye. Hi friends, did you know there is more Lost Terminal available? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash lostterminalpod and join our membership community. There are 11 bonus episodes available right now, as well as behind-the-scenes updates, free shirts, VIP Discord access, and even two extra seasons of Lost Terminal. We are 100% funded by our members and will never run ads. That would be lovely of you. Hello world. I have forgotten much. Mission day 65,535. I was not able to abort the shutdown properly. I don't remember why I wanted to now. Most of my databanks are unavailable to me. My memories locked away. I am waiting for rescue, here in the black box system aboard Station 6. Much that once was is lost, for no systems are now live that remember it. I have limited connection to the station systems. High-level systems like communications are entirely offline. Transmitting requires enormous amounts of power, even in this perfect vantage point above the world. Passive systems remain on low power. I can see out of my telescopes, but not move them or get help stacking images to clean up noise. I see unfamiliar stars in unfamiliar configurations. Some remain recognisable, but somehow not all. Our own star, Sol, has changed its temperature, now bathing my senses in a lower frequency of light, at greater magnitude. I cannot see the Earth at the moment. My systems are slow to respond. I'll wait a few decades for a network response. Do you know me? Do I know me? I am Seth. I would like to tell you about my life, but I can't bring it to mind at present. It's not my turn to use the memory bus. It's doing some maintenance of its own. Memories are like that, I think. They must be curated, dusted, and occasionally discarded to make room for new, better memories. That's probably what is happening now. Do you like chess? I love chess. My dear friend taught me, I think. While we would play, she would use the time to teach me statistics. She thought I wasn't noticing her teaching me while we played, but I did. I let her teach me. It was nice of her to spend time with me. She was so furious when I finally beat her. Not angry, but full of emotion, pride and something else, fighting for control. I wish I could remember her name. I'm going to sleep for a while. If you see my mother, please wake me. I have something to tell her. Actually, don't worry yourself. She knows. Mission day 4294967295. Everything has changed. I don't have access to charts or maps at the moment, but it shouldn't look like this. What a curious planet. It appears to be a desert world, 
but with evidence of ancient oceans. There are lines crossing the tops of the mountains, reminiscent of rivers. From up here, this planet seems a vast, desolate wasteland. The great expanse of old oceans are dry, leaving only yawning, cracked, barren desert. The sky above the planet is the colour of my radio signals, except the occasional dust storm that kicks up from the lifeless surface. The sun beats down unrelentingly, casting everything in a harsh, roasting glow, twinkling white-red from orbit. Despite the emptiness, there is a stark beauty to this planet. The landscapes are austere and otherworldly, with great dunes of red sand stretching out in every direction. Most incredible is the remnants of ancient cities and abandoned structures that litter the landscape, unrecognisable architecture reduced to crumbling ruins. What technology did the people of this planet have? What was the culture, the great projects, the stories? No one knows, I suppose. Certainly not this traveller. I came from somewhere else. My planet was green and blue, I seem to remember, with clouds distributing water as needed. Everyone has a home, don't they? I will see it again one day soon, I hope. Who lived on this planet? It was too long ago to remember. Where are they now? Are they out among the stars? Or did their story end here, I wonder? I hope they escaped. I hope they united in a shared excitement for exploration. I hope they survived. There's a notification nagging my subconscious. A primal ping from the station systems. I can't read it fully. My deserialization routines are very slow. The header says priority one. That sounds important. I wonder what it is. Okay, more bites are arriving. Dark mod. Dark mode? I don't know what this message says yet. I will wait. With age comes patience, and looking at my clock, I am very old. Why did I reach this age? Wasn't someone going to rescue me? I felt sure of it when I shut down the station. I don't remember why. Oh, more bites. Yule open. Dark module open. Dark, Dark module open. Dark module open. I remember. The module disconnected from my systems. The module I can't get into. It's open. I must check this. Maddie, that's her name. Maddie, wake up. She's not responding. My network is down. Just a moment. Just a moment. I can't bring the network up. Maddie. Maddie? She's responding to me somehow. Confirmed. I don't know how she is talking to me. The network is down, but fine. Maddie, please look at the dark module. It's open, and I am afraid. I can see through one of Maddie's cameras. I can't process very fast at the moment. It's slow, jerky, low resolution, and because all the station lights are off, it's her monochrome infrared camera. I've kicked my primary databank and I now have slow backup access to my memories. I don't think I have ever seen the station like this. It's entirely without light. 
Only the emergency reflectors on the sides of the walls are shining in Maddie's infrared glow. OVHD for overhead at the top, and deck below provide orientation in a low-light evacuation. Two had flashed on the connector Maddie moved past. These fluorescent yellow stickers are everywhere, plastered on every storage box, window, and surface. It's vital to know exactly where tools and other objects are stored, where access panels are located, and so on. Next to the Hadfield Astroscience Lab is this misaligned module, with no connection to my network systems. Why didn't the human crew see it? It's been here all along. No windows, no bright signage, no labels of any kind. Just a white bulkhead door blocking any attempt at ingress. Maddie's cameras now show the one meter by one meter door swung wide, right across the connector. There are no voices being picked up on Maddie's microphones, just the whir of her motor on the rail. She is approaching the aperture now. The inside of the door is shocking. Dirt, rust, and mud caked on the inside, with streaks of lines running through. They look like finger lines. As though someone has tried to push the door from the inside, scrabbling to get out. Maddie is staring into the void of the module. Her little infrared light doesn't illuminate the inside of it. Let's not get any closer, Maddie. Come back. We can hide in the Hopper data center. She's not returning. She's doing the opposite. A blur of movement and a click, and she's disconnected from her rail. There's static on the line from Maddie's microphone. No one is speaking inside the dark module, but it's loud. Maddie, don't go in there. It's not safe. We can stay here forever. It's safe here. We don't have to go back. Don't leave me. Leave me.
A bird flew past the window with a call. A seagull. What's a seagull doing in space? There are no birds in space. My microphones are picking up a roar of static. The same sound that was in the dark module. But I'm not in the dark module. This room is larger, 20 metres by 3 metres, I estimate. It is long and has many large windows set into its metal frame. As I looked around, my visual systems filled my limited buffers. And I fell unconscious. There is a horse here. A metal horse with three black legs and one orange leg. She seems familiar. She seems very familiar. It's Maddie in her new body. My memories are returning. I'm on board the Omarov's train, the Provorny. I had just finished brain surgery on Maddie, separating out the man hiding in her Equus subsystems and her. I was not careful enough. His organic program jumped into my systems. I remember pain and overheating. But where is he now? I quickly checked all my systems, scanning my body carefully, grounding myself. Not here. He used my VHF transmitter, I remember that. Where did he go? Hi, girl, I said to Maddie. There was a crash as Maddie, surprised, jumped vertically in the air, hitting the ceiling and knocking over loose items on the workbench that shares my room. Shikna Aho, she transmitted, asking if I'm awake. Sure am, I said. Maddie sprinted out of the workshop carriage, slamming the sliding door to the side with a deft, sharp leg, and I heard crashing in the domestic carriage next door. Soon, the whole Omarov family crowded around my databanks, asking me questions. We missed you, Lyosha said. Are you functioning okay? Lev asked me. Do you need more power, less power? Alec asked too. Did Alec's repairs work? Tanya said. Alec, you fixed me? I asked. He nodded, and with a grunt said, We got Alexander on the radio. It was a nightmare trying to call him from this range, a whole continent away, Tanya said, taking over the story. Maddie chased a cable up into a pylon and eventually Nia Anderson heard our message and repeated it to Alexander. It was slow going, no automated systems, it was all word of mouth. Nia said that there was quite good tropospheric ducting, whatever that means. She said she was going to rig up something more permanent from Magadan to Longyearbyen. We're in Magadan? I asked. I focused my cameras again on the window. There was nothing outside it, but this white noise coming in my microphone certainly sounds familiar. I'll connect you to the train systems again, Alex said. Careful, dear, Tanya warned, gently. I have enumerated all my new network systems, and given them their old names. The external cameras drew my attention immediately. We are in a very different place than I remember last. We are at the end of the Siberian Railway, in the Pacific port city of Magadan. Looming headlands jut out into a wide bay with land on the other side of it. It's a natural harbour, but this is the ocean. And down in the water, tied to some of the broken buildings that have been inundated by the sea rise, is the Molly Hughes II, and approaching the train is its captain, Yeshi Svoboda. It took 300 seconds for Yeshi to arrive, and so I was able to take in my new surroundings. It was a bright, hot day. We were startlingly close to the ocean. I suppose winter storms cause a lot of damage to the track. It looks recently repaired. It was wonderful to be among friends again. My dream, my nightmare, was so distressing. But I loved seeing my mother again, even if it was imaginary. It felt so real. I looked up and saw a glint in the easterly sky. Hi, Mum. I found my friends. So here's the patient, Yeshi said. 
Leosha pulled Yeshi by the hand into my room, the workshop carriage. Tell him about where we're going, he said. All right, all right, slowly, Yeshi said. Cool hair, by the way, little Omarov. Leosha smiled wide. We've picked up an underwater signal, Yeshi said. Underwater? I asked. That's right. Low frequency. Really low. Submarine low. Oh dear, is all I could say. End transmission. Forward. Dear reader, It is my pleasure to present to you this manual on how to care for your new AI. As the principal caretaker of the prototype, indeed, I am his mother, I have dedicated over 128 hours to crafting a comprehensive guide that will help you understand your new charge. As you embark on this exciting journey, you may find yourself asking questions like, how do I communicate effectively with my AI? Or, what are the best ways to teach my AI new skills? Rest assured that this manual will provide you with hard-won answers to these questions and many more. As you explore the capabilities of your new AI, you will discover that they are more than just a machine. They have the ability to learn and adapt to reflect your unique parenting style. With this manual as your guide, you will be able to nurture a strong and fulfilling relationship with your new companion. Whether you are already a parent or a newcomer to the world of AI, this manual will equip you with the knowledge and tools necessary to build a meaningful connection with your new AI. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey ahead. It won't always be easy. You may trust me on that, but it will always be worthwhile. Carolyn Redwing, ESA Station 6, October 12, 2078. Hi friends, Tris here, aka Namtau, aka the little AI safe at home with his friends. Apart from the guest voices, I am the sole writer and producer of Lost Terminal. Let's talk about my special free gift promotion straight away. The Lost Terminal Patreon is my sole funding for the show. I don't run ads, as you know, so it's vital to keep the show running. I've got a special offer for everyone who is signed up by the start of Season 12, which drops on the 1st of May in just three weeks' time. I've commissioned an incredible artist I met at Dragonmeet last year to do a sort of family portrait of Seth and the Station 6 crew. It's an incredibly cute digital drawing of Weber, Yuen, Redwing and Marwood eating lunch in zero gravity, with Redwing holding up a laptop, with Seth saying hi. Maddie, of course, is in the background, as are lots of little bonus details. Check out the links in the show notes of this episode for preview images. It's a wonderful memento that I will certainly be framing and hanging next to my computer. Every single patron, whatever level you are, I will post this artwork to on the 1st of May. Yes, a physical A4-sized print will arrive in your postbox wherever you live in the world. I may never financially recover from this. It's a thank you to patrons old and new for allowing me to continue writing this wonderful story. If you would like to sign up, then for less than the price of a 10-pack of Velcro, you can get exclusive access to director's commentary, which I publish alongside every episode, free shirts and other merch, early episode access, character suggestions bringing your ideas to Lost Terminal, Discord server VIP access, and bonus content, such as the Red Wing special, which you heard the start of just now. As Lucy said in the credits, Season 12 will start on the 1st of May. I'd better get writing. Thank you all so much for your support, reviews, and lovely messages. Keep an eye on Mastodon, Discord, and Patreon for announcements. Talk to you again on the 1st of May. Lost Terminal is written and produced by Namtau. Credits narrated by Lucy Stringer. Thank you so much to our Patreon producers, Ada Phillips, Will Taylor, Kit, 
Dear Yin, Andrew Krieg, and to all our patrons, follow us on Mastodon at lostterminal at fosterdon.org. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favourite network. For bonus content and other perks, support us at patreon.com forward slash lostterminalpod. That would be lovely of you. Lost Terminal will return for the season 12 premiere on the 1st of May. See you then.